Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's whoa, 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 Wednesday here in Sin City. Welcome to Whoa, 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 Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels bringing you your Sports Central for betters over the next 60 minutes. Welcome to all of the Zumo viewers watching on Channel 719. Welcome to all of you listening on the iHeartRadio network and all of our podcast outlets. Let's get right into it, Ralph. And no, we're not going to talk about how I almost got beat up at the barbershop today. That's not how we're going to start the show. It's oh bad my. beats, bad bets, bad for the books. You have to know. You're dying to know the story. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we go on the air and we start with Teddy telling the producer and I, uh, Danny, that all of a sudden, hey, I almost got my first fight in 25 years. Number one, I want to hear about your last fight. Number two, I want to hear about this <laughs> fight. So maybe in a slower segment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, the, my, my, the number of sober fights I've gotten into in my adult life is it can be counted probably on one finger. You know, once in a while you're drunk, you throw a punch. That's 20 years ago. Now it's a barber shop, and the barber's late. And I sit down with another barber, and the dude walks in, and he starts cursing me out. I'm like, no way. And he gets all up on my face, so I stand up. And he's like 6'5", 250, tats everywhere, three guys holding him back. It wasn't pretty, dude. Uh, literally, three guys holding my, my barber. I was supposed to get my hair cut with. He was late. I wasn't happy. And he was not a happy <laughs> Now nobody's happy. Come on. Bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. Let's get into it. Ralph, you have a funny comment to make. I see it in your eyes. I, I, yeah, I mean, don't you know from the Seinfeld episode that Jerry was getting his hair cut by another barber? You don't mess with your barber, dude. Clearly. Well, I, I will never mess with that barber again. <laughs> uh, that will be the last, uh, the last appointment I have with him. And he was late. All right. Bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. Let's start with World Series Game 1. It was an exciting game last night. A little bit of a thriller. Nats and over cash. And all of a sudden, Washington, which was a plus 180, plus 190, $2 dog at the start of this series. It's a pick'em price right now after they win game one. And Garrett Cole, A, wasn't sharp, and B, lost. How did the Astros respond? We'll talk about that later in the show. But for last night, Nationals' bullpen wasn't pretty, but at least it hung on for the victory. Washington with the big underdog price, the over, really never in doubt in that one. You know, my thought is this. Uh, the Washington Nationals can go on and sweep right now in my mind because you're playing in Houston in front of that crowd. You know, we talked about yesterday home favorites of 155 or more in game ones have won 17 in straight. Houston scores two runs for Cole in the bottom of the first, and you fight back and you get the lead and you win the game. Those are the teams that win the World Series. Sure, and Juan Soto, uh, you know, with the two uh, the huge hits yesterday, obviously the home run uh, and the, uh, the two-run double uh, to break open the game a little bit uh, in the sixth. You know, Soto was the guy right from the get-go against the Brewers, you know. Uh, the Nats lineup hasn't gotten the credit I think they deserve. The pitching staff we know about. And the bullpen, flaws were on display. Well, Doolittle got the job done uh, during crunch time in the ninth. But... From a bullpen standpoint, I continue to worry about the Nets. All that being said, once you get that first win and you beat the A's, now all of a sudden it's the other team that's on their heels. Like I said, we'll do a full breakdown of Game 2 of the World Series later in the show. Opening night NBA last night, Ralph, and 
Well, if it's open night in the NBA, there has to be a bad beat. And there was one. Only two games. NBA's known for sometimes the tough beats that you're going to take. And <laughs> last night, the Raptors and the Pelicans, I don't think Toronto led by enough to cover the spread at any point in regulation. I know they certainly didn't at any point that I was watching the game uh, lead by enough of a margin to cover the point spread. But the game goes into overtime, and overtime is where underdogs go to die. Lo and behold, Raptors dominate the extra session 13-5. to They end up winning by eight. They were six-and-a-half or seven-point favorites. Pelicans, right side, wrong result. Not too much missing without Zion. In fact, New Orleans was impressive last night for extended stretches, just not in the overtime. Again, you know, you, you said it yesterday, oh, those favorites in the NBA. You know, you never tease those favorites. That was the lesson. You never tease NBA. That was the lesson yesterday because what happens? An eight-time win in, in overtime. And, yeah, I was just watching the scores. I flicked back and forth from the TV and was just watching a minute here, a minute there. And, you know, I lost track at the end of the game and saw the final and said, holy crap. So uh, when I realized it went to overtime, it, it, was, it made a little more sense to me. But – yeah, that's that's just not fair for those people that bet that bet the Pelicans. It's going to happen in the NBA. There will be tough beats. There will be weeks where everything goes wrong and you can't win a close game and you lead by 20 all game and then you win by six and you're laying six and a half. That's going to happen. It's part of the process. If you had New Orleans plus last night, don't beat yourself up. Don't go crazy over it. Inevitably, you'll be on the right side of some of those. That's just the way the NBA works. Second game of the doubleheader on opening night was Clippers and Lakers, and Clippers were impressive. They were, without Paul George on the floor, the offense flowed just fine, and when it came down to crunch time, LeBron, Anthony Davis, they weren't getting good looks. Clippers clamped down on D, get the win and cover, outright upset over the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, holding the Lakers to 17 points in the fourth quarter and 102 points for the game. Uh, you know, the Lakers are going to go, uh, being a being from Cleveland and a Cleveland fan, I've watched many years with people learning how to play with LeBron. You know, Kevin Love was a semi-superstar. Anthony Davis is the first player that he's got to play with since the Miami days that is a real superstar, and they're going to have to learn how to share the ball. There's going to be a lot of growing pains. And a huge difference, of course, between the two teams. Remember, both teams made massive acquisitions in the, in the offseason. One team uh, gets Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the other team gets Anthony Davis. The difference is that the Clippers didn't give anything up to get Kawhi Leonard. They signed him. <laughs> Whereas the Lakers had to trade away half of their roster to get Anthony Davis. It's going to be a steep learning curve in L.A. with the Lakers over the course of the next few weeks. This is not a team. The, what we saw last night from the Lakers losing his chalk, not going to be the last time that happens. L.A., in my opinion, a fade early in the season. Let's talk a little bit of NFL news. The Eagles, they cut Skandrick and Spence. Are they in panic mode? The Lions, starting safety, uh, Diggs got traded. The locker room not happy about that. We'll talk a little bit more about some of these NFL players. Get the line moves, all the money. Where it's going. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels here for you on a Wednesday. And Ralph, before we get into the break, There were two key pieces of NFL news. We kind of glossed over them a little bit. The first was Philly cutting a pair of defenders a week after they cut another defender. Are the Eagles in panic mode right now? It doesn't sound right in Philadelphia. You got a great quote from offensive lineman Lane Johnson. Well, this has caused a havoc in Philadelphia because Lane Johnson was interviewed on on their local NBC and You know, he said on the next team meeting, really, it's going to be a call-out session. Everybody will be held accountable. Little stuff that slides during the week, late to practice, late to meeting, stuff will be held accountable. And I think they may creep in the game. And now you have Doug Peterson and Malcolm Jennings and Brandon Graham chiming in. And and so now there's two different different camps in the Philadelphia Eagles uh, locker room. I, yeah, to me, it seems like there's some deeper issues. And if that point spread, I mean, If you're grading just on how the two teams have performed this year, throw out any expectations, just how they've done in 2019, the Bills-Eagles point spread is a mispriced spread. (laughs) If you're factoring in preseason expectations, all right, it makes sense. If you're factoring the spot, okay, it makes sense. But Buffalo minus one and a half. Buffalo's been five points better than the Eagles this year on their home field. So that is a point spread where 
there may be an overlay. And we'll talk about that game a little bit later in the show. I also want to talk about the Lions. When they, you know, they traded away the starting safety digs and uh, Deshaun Diggs. And it's a huge deal. Last year, they traded away Golden Tate at the trading deadline. And the quotes out of Detroit's locker room was basically WTF. Like, what is management doing? That's a concern for me with the Lions laying a touchdown this week to the New York football giants. It is. Um, you know, I was on a wager talk pod earlier today, and uh, I called for the Giants to win outright. So uh, I, there's there's issues in Detroit as well. And, you know, last year we thought, you know, with, with Patricia as head coach and he was struggling through the first year and they got off to, to they got out to the start this year and Arizona, they blew the lead and people thought they were ready to make the next step. But, you know, it's it's still the Lions learning how to lose games and they do that very well. <laughs> they sure have for many, many decades, as any Lions fan will tell you. All right, let's talk line movers. we got a bunch to go through, so let's do quick hitters if we can. No Blake Griffin equals no Pistons money. The Pacers getting steamed up. Indiana from minus five up to minus seven and a half. And again, that's all injury-related news. We're talking about Indiana, or Detroit, I should say, without their lone superstar. The markets are going to adjust, even on opening night where you can anticipate the energy level being very high for the underdog without Blake Griffin. The markets have moved based on the Griffin injury. In addition, another big line mover in the NBA has been the total between the Nets and the T-Wolves. That total, 225.5 last night. I'm seeing 229s right now. Why is the money coming on the over? Well, let's see. Minnesota said 56 different ways that they want to run this year. They want to push the pace. They had the highest uh, number of possessions per game of any team in the NBA in the preseason. So the market's expecting Minnesota to run, run, and run some more. Heavy over steam for the Nets home opener tonight at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. That total on the rise. We're seeing disrespect for the Chicago Bears, Ralph. Bears are down to minus four against the Chargers. Are they betting on the Chargers in this spot? Or is this just... Chicago's offense is broken, and that team can't be laying. What's your take on the early week money towards the underdog in the Bears-Chargers game for Sunday? Eddie, excuse me for one second. I just want to jump back to the NBA, and I know we don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But my question is this. There's a lot of viewers just starting to learn how to gamble, and we talk about line moves. I think it's important to point out that these are game number ones. This is an NFL, uh, this is the Las Vegas line, and these lines are getting made by people handicapping the same amount of work you put into handicapping it. So you're really handicapping against their handicapping skills and not nearly as much as needed to move a line now because everyone's reacting to the line moves as the line moves we talk about in the NFL and other sports. Sure, and uh, you make a, a really important point. We spend a lot of time, and we're going to talk about line moves. On a consistent basis, I, I, I like to talk about it every show because it's important to be winning games by a half point instead of losing games by a half point. And when we have an idea of where this number is going to go, where it's gone, why it's going that way, where it's likely to go in the future, it's going to allow our viewing audience and our listening audience to get take advantage of numbers now or to say, hey, I like the other side. I'm going to wait. Our goal is all about getting the half points in your favor, winning those games winning the tight ones that other people lose. When you start winning bets that other people are, oh, man, I pushed on that. Oh, you had them and won with it? I lost with that. That's when you know you're doing something wrong. And that's the whole point 
of this segment in the NBA. Now, Bears Chargers, what do you got? I just think it's, you know, people, the eye test. Trubisky is not going to be an NFL quarterback for too long. And you have a Chargers team that was competitive against against Tennessee. I'll throw in an angle here. I was going to wait till we talk about it in the game. The Chargers, 22-4 and against the spread, went on the road playing a team with a better win percentage than them. So they're going to be a dog. They're not expected to win. What do they do? They win in cover. And the Bears, again, not a team the markets are excited about laying a price with, not with an offense that cannot move the football. So I make the case that the Patrick Mahomes injury is the single biggest possible injury in the NFL from a point spread perspective. Someone's arguing, well, if Brady got hurt and and, uh, and then they had to go with Stidham at QB, it'd be comparable. And yeah, I agree. Except for that, New England has a defense and a running game. Kansas City doesn't have a defense. Okay, so when you're talking about the best offense in the NFL that loses the key player on that offense to make it all work and replace them with a stiff like Matt Moore, again, the look-ahead line here last week was Kansas City minus four. The opener this week was Green Bay minus three. That's as high as four and a half right now. Even though Mahomes practiced today, there's some talk that he could play on Sunday if he doesn't play. And I'm assuming he's not going to play. Is this line move warranted for Green Bay betting against Matt Moore instead of Patrick Mahomes behind center? Well, we're talking the injury system. Uh, I guess it is warranted because I'm in the range right now where I am not interested in taking either team. So to me, (laughs) that means that the line is where I think it should be. So, yes, uh, I can agree with you. Pat Mahomes, eight points, most valuable quarterback. A great point by you. Yeah, I think he's probably, and honestly, I think he's worth more. And even at four, I could only look at Green Bay in that game. I will not take the home underdog on Sunday night. So let's talk college football, line movers. And this one, I'm not surprised at all that we've seen the money the way it is. Money's pouring in on Purdue against Illinois. They're expecting an Illini letdown uh, off the huge upset win over Wisconsin. Do you expect an Illinois letdown? And how much money are we going to see on Purdue? At plus 10, I'm a buyer with Illinois. There's not 10 points difference between those two teams, regardless of the spot. Uh, My power ratings say 10, so uh, it's where I think it should be. So warranted for me, I still lean Purdue minus 9.5. Fair enough. Looks like me and you are on differing opinions on that one. Let's talk about the next one. And this one's fascinating because the point spread keeps going up and the total keeps going down. (laughs) So it's like... Is Cal going to score at all? The Mets don't think so. Utah taking money and the under taking money. Utes up to 21 and a half total down to 37 and a half in Salt Lake City on Saturday. A uh, quick lesson here for our viewers. You have a total of 21. You have a, excuse me, a, a line of 21, a total of 37. So you subtract it out. That's going to leave you 15.7 and a half to each. So when you're looking at 28 and a half uh, to seven and a half or 29, 29 to eight as a score, uh, will Utah get to that? Will Cal get to that? It's a great way to look on which way you like a side or a total. Uh, I actually like the dog here. Cal's been up, down, up, down, up, down. And I think this is an overreaction from their loss to Oregon State. Yeah, Cal is now down to their third string quarterback. Their second string quarterback wasn't any good. So the third stringer is not one I'm excited about putting money on against a defense like Utah's. 
Last but not least, and I had to bring it up just for you, Ralph. We got like 15 seconds. But we've got an eye-opening point spread. Liberty laying seven and a half at Rutgers. Your Scarlet Knights. Man, that team is not getting respect in the market. Liberty has been an FCS team for 19 games, and they're a seven-point road favorite at a Big Ten team. That's hilarious. We come back. Big game breakdowns here on Waking Up. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com where millionaires are made. It's big game breakdown time, Ralph. And 
There's a ton of action for a Wednesday. Plus, we've got college football and NFL to discuss. So let's get right into it. We'll start with the World Series. The Houston Astros, minus 175, total of seven against the Washington Nationals. And again, we talked about Scherzer as a big dog yesterday. Today, we're going to talk about Strasburg as a big dog. We're not used to seeing him in the plus 150, plus 155 range against anybody. Nats with the momentum, home team with the pressure, but Washington did use their best arms out of the pen last night. What's your take? Nationals, Astros, game two tonight. Eddie, I just tweeted out during the break uh, at Cal Sports LV, uh, the list of Steven Strasburg games as an underdog since the 4th of July, 2016. Average line of plus 123, Steven Strasburg, 11 and three. On the run line, 12 and two. In this price range, plus 155, he beat Walker Bueller. Plus 145, he beat Kershaw. And going back to 2017, he was plus 160 and lost to Kershaw two to one. So. In this range, 3-0 and on the run line. Uh, right now, I'm not going to step in front of the Nationals. We talked yesterday, hitting over the last 20 days and slugging. They were, they were a 70% higher slugging percentage uh, than the uh, Houston Astros. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, worth noting, and I got, this, I got an email on this this morning. It's like the uh, Washington Nationals are now 8-0 and when they wear Navy here in the postseason. They were 7-0 going into last night. That's fine. That's what's called random chance. There's no correlation between the what colors the national wear and the results on the field. However, there may well be correlation with the fact that this is a team that won yesterday that's been a huge moneymaker since basically surviving and advancing uh, in, the, in the first round. I see no rationale for me to lay any price with Houston tonight. Even with Verlander, we know what an ace Verlander is. Not in the World Series he hasn't been. Washington passed for this better. Would you agree, Ralph? Agree. Uh, the current line out there right now for Washington to sweep is about plus 10 to 1. That's, that is an aggressive bet right there. It's also the type of bet uh, that can you can get a 10 to 1 score on. That being said... I think you would make more money, or at least as much money, taking the Nets, betting what you were going to bet uh, on the 10 to 1 shot today, bet, uh, betting on the Nets today, and then just rolling it over twice. Uh, you'll make at least as much doing it that way. A lot of times, the series price, the lazy way, as opposed to betting them on the money line each and every game, you will probably get a greater ROI. But of course, they'd have to sweep in order for you to do that. Let's talk the two TV games in the NBA tonight, or Ralph. The 76ers, but lots of Philly money. Minus six from minus five, total up to 214. We've seen a little bit of under money there against the Celtics. Celtics and the uh, Sixers met on opening day last year in Boston. Boston ran them out of the gym. They won that game by 20. Uh, although two different teams now than they were a year ago. But I'm a little bit surprised at the market disrespect or Brad Stevens, Celtics, I know they don't have Kyrie Irving anymore. I understand there's a transition when you bring in a Kelma Walker. And I understand Al Horford was a huge part of that guy, the character of that team. But I look at the Celtics as very much a contender in the East. And my power rating numbers have Boston and Philly almost even 
Six to me seems a little bit large. If I'm playing, I want the dog Celtics on opening night. I'm confident Stevens will have them ready. One more in the NBA to talk about the late game, the Portland Trailblazers. They're down to minus one, total of 217 against the Denver Nuggets. Lots of Nuggets money. And you can understand why. You talk about early season NBA concepts. You want teams that look a lot like they did at the end of last year when it comes to the first week or two of the season. And when we're talking about Denver, this is a team that has basically the same roster back. And I know they weren't good in the playoffs. All oh, playoff revenge, who cares? That doesn't matter. That's not the issue here. The issue here is Denver has the core of their rotation back. Mike Malone has them ready, had them ready uh, out of the get-go. Each of the last two years has been a bet on team on opening night. So Denver can be expected to be the team that they were last year right from day one. Blazers, uh, I mean, when you talk about Damian Lillard in this point spread range at home, you know, and in a big game, it's hard to bet against that because Lillard hits so many clutch shots so often. He's done it a hundred times. And uh, to see him do it again would not shock to me. It would not be a shock to me at all. But you bring it in a uh, Hassan Whiteside, who, again, is a decent at what he does, but I'm not anticipating Portland necessarily to be in midseason form tonight. I think the Nuggets are live dogs in that one. I'm not convinced that the money is going to come. <laughs> Uh, that the money on Denver, uh, that we'll see any buyback on the other side. Uh, I do expect Nuggets money. Let's talk some college football, Ralph. And I know I said you back to me, and then I just took control of it. I apologize. But I want to give you I, I do. I do, have, I do have one question for you, Teddy, Shoot. with the NBA. You know, the Nuggets are probably the team that returns the most of what they had. Does, does going 4-0 in the preseason – tell you that this is going to be a play on team or is that irrelevant looking towards the regular season now again I say that with the Nuggets because you mentioned how much of their roster they have back and they're basically the same team so they run through the preseason they win all four games does that help them going into game one it, it, it disappoints me for game one because if had they not won all four games I, I, I think I'd be catching plus two or plus two and a half with Denver but the fact that they did as well as they did in the preseason confirms my uh, absolutely confirms my analysis that this team is what they were last year. Another team like that that basically is the same core from a year ago as the Orlando Magic. Uh, they're chalk tonight at home against lowly Cleveland. Let's talk college football. And let's start with a big game in the ACC. Virginia's taking some money. They're up to minus three and a half, total of 55 at Louisville. This is a fascinating game. This is one of the marquee matchups for Saturday, and yet it darn well is a marquee matchup for me. Cavaliers with the defense, Cardinals with the offense. What's your take, Virginia, as road chalk at Louisville? Well, this is another situation. You know, who has the edge? Uh, a Louisville defense that's been a sieve against a, a Virginia offense that's very misleading. You know, 48 points against Duke, and you think, oh, my gosh, Bryce Perkins did great, and our Virginia offensive issues are solved. No, they had 307 yards. They were plus three turnovers. They scored four easy touchdowns because of those turnovers. You know, this is a team that hasn't topped 340 yards against Old Dominion, Miami of Florida, uh, Duke, and Notre Dame. I, I think I like Louisville's offense against Virginia's defense more than I think Virginia can move the ball against a very bad Louisville defense. I think the Cardinals are buying into Scott Satterfield in his first year. I've mentioned this before. I think he was the best hire moving up. I thought he could have gotten a better job than Louisville, and I'm starting to buy into the Cardinals. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that game turn out to be a relatively high-scoring affair for a Virginia game. We're not used to a whole lot of Virginia totals in the upper 50s. South Carolina at Tennessee. All of a sudden, the Vols are showing signs of life. Huh, not much, but at least a little bit. The South Carolina, that was a tough loss uh, last week. And they bounce back and lay points on the road at Tennessee. I'm a Ryan Helinski fan ever since, you know, his first uh, his first game against a Power 5 opponent, and he had 31 first downs against Alabama. First SEC team to do that in over 10 years. You know, against Florida, uh, you know, we, we saw what happened. But, uh, you know, with Maurer taking the concussion last week, you know, is Jared Gartano going to be the guy to come back to him? I favor South Carolina in this game. Yeah, and it's a relatively cheap price for the Gamecocks if they have something left in the tank for a, a road game uh, in Knoxville. Iowa State's been a real moneymaker for their backers over the course of the last month. Since that 2-2 two and two start, Iowa State's won and covered each of their last three. They've taken a bunch of money so far this week, up to minus 10.5, total of 64.5 against an Oklahoma State team. That was a popular wise guy choice last week. And let's be honest, they got their butts kicked in that game. And the markets are crashing on Okie State as a result. Is this the time to buy when the markets are selling Okie State? Is this time to sell uh, Iowa State after the markets have been buying them for the last month? What's your take, Cowboys versus Cyclones? Well, I was wrong against Oak State, against uh, Texas Tech. I didn't think Sanders would turn the ball over. I said on the show last week, Sanders has said he's going to do better. He was Mr. Texas. I thought he had that type of uh, gumption to go out, lead his squad. I was wrong again. Even though I like him, there's no way I'm going to be on him. It's one of those teams, uh, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, then forget it. I'm not going back for a third. Yeah, exactly. And I'm with you on that. What, what, if, if I have an opinion on a team and I lose a bet, even if I lose it badly, I'm absolutely willing to bet that opinion twice. If I lose them twice, guess what? Now, even if I have that opinion, uh, I'm not getting the betting window with it. Time number three. Let's talk one more before the break real quick. Penn State taking money. They're up to minus six and a half, total of 44 against Michigan State. Spartans coming off back-to-back ugly road losses and a bye. It's a Michigan State spot. Does that mean anything? I like the under, Teddy. I, I I think Penn State's defense is legit. I think Michigan State's going to slow the pace down. This is the total I think should be in the 40s. I think there's four, four and a half points of value with the under here. We're in the 30s, yeah, sitting at 44 right yeah. now. When we come back, NFL, big game breakdowns right here on Week. for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Ralph. On Twitter at CalSportsLV. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You should be following SportsGrid on YouTube and on Instagram. That's SportsGrid TV. Follow him on Twitter at SportsGrid. Follow him on YouTube and Instagram at SportsGrid TV. That way you'll get access and instant notifications every time we go on air or any of the fine programming here on the SportsGrid TV Network Sports Grid TV on YouTube, YouTube and Instagram. Do it right now. Let's talk NFL, Ralph. Big game breakdowns. And we'll start with the Lions and the Giants. Detroit minus seven, total of 49 against the G-Men. I already know what side you like here. You said the Giants are live to win this game straight up. And I'll tell you what, Ralph Michaels, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I did not like any of the quotes out of the Detroit locker room following the loss to Minnesota that came on the heels of the heartbreaker to Green Bay that came uh, that came now on the heels of a popular starting player locker room leader getting traded at the deadline for picks. I don't like the tea leaves for the Lions lot right now. What about you? Agree. And you look at a defense that's given up 438, 440, and 503 in the last three games a D-line that has yet to hold any opponent to under 112 yards rushing, an opponent that's allowing over five yards per carry the last four games, you know, a rush attack of Barkley. Everyone got back for the Giants last week. And remember, there's very few teams that are going to win without your running back, without your starting tight end, without your best wide receiver, and with a rookie quarterback. Getting a couple of them back last week and getting on the road a lot of times is good, you know, for, for a young team. So, uh, I like the Giants here. I like the over. And uh, I'm also going to play the Giants on the money line. So 
Uh, it's certainly a situation for me. Uh, you know, for years, Teddy, we talked about uh, switching gears to the Tennessee and Tampa Bay Bucks, Mariota and, uh, you, you know, Mariota getting uh, grouped together with the Tampa Bay quarterback. And now we see the quarterback change in Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought Tampa Bay would be a much improved team, but a 12-10 ratio is not going to get it done. Can they handle going to Tennessee with a quarterback changes to where the Titans minus two and a half, a total of 45 and a half. So the Titans made the move to Ryan Tannehill last week and the offense worked. They had more than 400 yards. They scored 23 points, you know, on the heels of getting shut out in Denver. That's definitely an improvement. They were better on that side of the football. They won the game. Thanks to the refs and thanks to some, uh, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon being in a, uh, unable to hold on to the football at the goal line. They won the game. So you get positive momentum out of it and you get, you know, the QB change where the offense works a little better. But coming out of that game, I'm no more confident about Tennessee uh, coming out of it than I was going into it. Um, the defense, you know, lost. They couldn't get the stop at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fell on the fumble in the end zone. That's fine. The defense didn't stop them. All right. They let them march down to the goal line with the game on the line. And when we talk about Tampa Bay, you know, they had an ugly game right before the bye in London where they turned the ball over seven times and famous Jameis had five picks and it was a really ugly game. First year head coach, very ugly loss before the bye week, vulnerable opponent. And oh, by the way, the Bucks can stop the run. You're going to beat Tampa. You're going to beat them through the air. You're not going to beat them on the ground. You look at their defensive numbers against the run this year. They've been stellar, even against quality backs. So that means this is a game where Tannehill's not likely to have the running game working for him, which means he's going to have to make plays, which means he's a mediocre QB. If I'm playing, I want the dog, not the favorite here. I don't trust uh, Tennessee to lay points against an arrested and ready opponent coming off a poor performance and a bye with a first-year head coach. That scenario, poor performance by first-year head coach, that's a bet-on scenario for Tampa, and I would not be surprised to see them win this game straight up. And like you, Ralph, when you talk about the money line versus the side, you know, I will have the majority, probably two-thirds of my wager on the side here, just like I will if I play the Giants. Uh, you know, uh, but I will put probably a third, between 25 and a third, uh, 25% and 33% of my wager on the money line. What's your ratio when it comes to side bets versus money line bets when you're taking underdog? I'm three to one. I'm 75%. Uh, in college basketball, I'm a little bit more. If I have a smaller dog, if I have a dog of under five or more in college basketball, I go 50-50 because I feel, especially early in the season, I have a big edge in college hoops. So it depends on sports. I'm going to add one more number to the mix, Teddy, for you. Uh, Bruce Arians off back-to-back -back losses like he is, six and one straight up in ATS. And that was with an Arizona team that wasn't very good for a lot of his years. So he's proven he, he does know how to bounce back. And I agree with you, the bye week should help him and the offense. Well, I don't know what's going to help Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears offense. Uh, we expected regression from their season last year, but what we're seeing is, you know, is almost... Uh, uh, is almost Monday night, Monday night-ish for the New York Jets, as bad as Trubisky looked. They're now laying four, a total of 40 to the L.A. Chargers, who could have, would have, but didn't win on the road against Tennessee. Can the Chargers get it done as a four-point dog and a total of 40 this week going to Soldier Field? 
The Chargers have lost five five different times. They've been goal to go and, and have lost the football without scoring a point uh, on turnovers. And that's a lot through the first seven weeks of the season. We talk about seven, but there are five potential touchdowns that, you know, now they don't show up on their point totals. Uh, and considering that they lost to the Lions by three and they lost last week uh, by three and et cetera, et cetera. It's not like the Chargers are getting blown out of any of these games. They've been in these games. They just are finding ways to lose them as opposed to finding ways to win them. And, you know, you asked me, uh, define Philip Rivers' career. <laughs> and uh, I, I might come up uh, with that. Um, Circle the Wagons time was last week. And now it's, again, a West Coast team traveling east for an early start game. A team who's, I mean, the Chargers season, I'm not convinced they bounce back. All that being said, I ain't laying with Chicago, okay? Uh, we've seen the markets crash in the Bears, and deservedly so. Trubisky's going to take the blame. Trubisky hasn't been good. He's not a quarterback that you want the, with an offensive line like Chicago's is. The issue for Chicago is their offensive line, every bit as much as the quarterback. If Trubisky had all day to throw the ball, guess what? He'd be finding receivers. He could, he could do that at North Carolina. He hasn't lost that ability. But the offensive line can't pass protect right now. They can't run protect right now. And that's not a team I can lay points with. So it's Chargers or pass, a priori. I've already lost the best of the number with the Chargers, and they're not a team I'm excited about asking to win a game or come close. Probably a game I'm likely to leave alone. Leave alone. But I am worried about that Bears defense starting to wear down a little bit too. You know, when the elite defenses bust their butt and the offense just keeps losing games for them, the effort oftentimes isn't there as the season wears on. I, I'm, I'm really worried about Chicago. I'm every bit as worried about Chicago moving forward as I am the Chargers moving forward. And the Chargers are a two-and-team right now. Teddy, follow-up question on the Bears and Trubisky. I followed Trubisky from Mentor High School in Cleveland when I was there. He goes to North Carolina. He only starts one year. They have a good year. He gets drafted where he does. They have a great year with the Bears. You know, does adversity matter when you have a quarterback that hasn't had adversity in college or in high school that they're now going through it for the first time? Hell yeah. <laughs> for sure. You know, Trubisky was a stud everywhere. And now all of a sudden he's a bum. And, you know, when you think about your own life, Ralph, you know, hey, when I first made a noise handicapping, it was for good stuff, all right? Hey, guess what? Top 10 finish in the Super Contest. Hey, you win, make them all your clients are happy. Great. And then you go through a rough batch and everyone hates you, and you've never been criticized that like that in your life? It beats on you. It wears on you. Trubisky hasn't faced that heat, and I, I, I can't view it as a positive sign for Chicago moving forward. Well, we talked about this game as well, the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles from both sides of the ball, Buffalo and Philadelphia. I will say this. You talked about what Buffalo on paper with no expectations, what the line should be. I'm going to throw out this. Buffalo has played the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals, Tennessee, and Miami. They did play well against the division foe, and that was their Super Bowl game against New England. Now they're a two-point favorite, a total of 43 against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think I know which way you're going. Tell us about it. See, I haven't bet it yet, and I'm not sure that I will in part because of what you're saying, Ralph. When it comes to strength of schedule, the Bills have faced a relatively weak slate, and the Eagles been up against it every week. So this is, you know, uh, Philly's not taking a huge step up this week, even though the Bills are the second-best record in the NFL. Uh, and Buffalo is taking a step up 
teams have struggled to cover point spreads immediately after facing the Miami Dolphins. I don't think any team has covered a point spread immediately after facing the Miami Dolphins so far this season that are tend to be overvalued out of that matchup. If you look at just this year's results, take out any preseason expectations, and take out, I mean, the strength of schedule stuff, it matters, but, I mean, the Bills have outgained their opponents by, like, a yard and a half per play. I mean, great yardage numbers. Philly's been outgained on a yard and uh, yards per play basis. The Eagles have cluster injuries. Their receiving core isn't healthy. Their quarterback isn't confident. Uh, their secondary's been lit up repeatedly. You know, Buffalo's got, say what you want about the Bills' offense. That defense is good. So if you're just making the number based on this year's power ratings, this number's way short. Way short. But when you factor in the spot, here are the Bills coming off a divisional win. It's just a spot for Buffalo. Here's Philly coming off back-to-back ugly losses. Is this circle the wagons time? You read the quote earlier from Lane Johnson talking about how, hey, in the meetings this week, it's call-out time. You know, it's put-up-or-shut-up time. And it's not put-up-or-shut-up time in Buffalo. So even though, based on this year's results, this number is way short from where I think it should be from a situational standpoint, for what it's worth, it is an Eagles spot, even in their third straight road game. I'm going to play devil's advocate in this game. I can look at the Raiders and say they went to Minnesota, they went to Indy, they went to London, they had a bye, they went to Green Bay, and now they're going to Houston. I mean, just a brutal stretch, five straight games away from home, and say, boy, they were really weary. You saw them make mental mistakes, and that's the reason right before the in the first half at Green Bay they faltered, and that's part of the reason I lost. And then I'm going to say, well, you look at Houston. Can you lay six and a half points with a team that has all but one game decided by seven points? The only team they blew out was the Atlanta Falcons. But then I'm also going to say, Houston, if they don't get pressure, that's the team I want to bet on. They have an elite offense. And we know Oakland can't get pressure. Only 10 sacks on the year. Okay, I gave you both sides, Teddy. Simplify it for us. Houston laying six and a half, 51 and a half. You're thinking too hard about this one, Ralph. You're thinking way too hard about this one. We know what the Raiders are. Okay, that's a pretty, despite their lack of skill position talent, and their receiving core is as weak as any in the NFL. Oakland's got a good offense, all right? The offensive line is protecting Carr. Carr's making good decisions with the football, with the exception of what he did at the goal line last week. Oakland can score points, period. I believe in that offense. I don't believe in that defense. And you can't believe in that defense. And the fact that they dumped Conley and traded Conley to Houston this week uh, tells us that Gruden didn't believe in that defense either. And we know what the Texans want to do. They're not a lay points with team. There's not a team in that division I'm comfortable laying points with in the AFC South. It's all teams you want as dogs. Nobody you want to lay more than a field goal with. So I won't lay here with Houston. But from a spot standpoint, you talk about, you know, this is the fifth straight week, fifth straight game where the Raiders have been at home. Six-week span. Uh, I, I can't take Oakland uh, in that spot, but I can look at the over between two pretty good offenses in a game that has potential for points in bunches. When we come back, you know what fade means? You know what chalk means? You got some sports betting 101 terminology to go through right here on Wake Your Talk.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We're here in the home stretch of Wager Talk. And, Ralph, when we first started doing the show, we made a conscious decision not to, not to dumb it down. No, we're not going to explain everything. We're not going to explain all the terminology. We're going to talk how we normally talk, and people will catch up to us. That being said, we've been doing this show for a couple months. We're getting people have questions about some of the terminology we're using, and we're happy to answer. If we don't answer it today, tweet at us, at CalSportsLV, at Teddy Unshore Coverage. We'll be happy to answer questions right here on air. But let's start with some very simple definitions. Fade, chalk, hook. Which one you want to go with? Well, you know, uh, I'll just start with the first and, uh, you know, fade, you know, when, when you're fading a team, we talked about, you know, we talked about situations that you fade and that means you're just, you're going, you're not playing that you're fading, you're, you're fading that play out. You know, we talked about Oklahoma state being a team wrong. That's a team. That's a team I, I fade betting and fading is also when you're going against a team, you're going to fade a team down the stretch, meaning you're looking to play against them because of a situation. 
Exactly. Fade, real simple. That just means bet against. We're fading them. We're betting against them. They're a team to fade. They're a team to bet against. So you can just use the word fade and substitute bet against. When it comes to hook, hook's another easy one. A hook means a half point. So if you lost the game by the hook, oh my God, you lost by a half point. If you won the game by the hook, if you're, uh, it means you won the game by, if you're looking for an extra hook, it means the line's three and you're waiting to see if you can find a three and a half. All a hook means is a half point. Fade means you're betting against chalk. That's a fun one, Ralph. You love the chalk, don't you? Well, it's chalk or dog. Chalk is just the favorite. So when you're laying chalk, you're laying favorites. And Teddy, I'm just going to quickly go over some abbreviations. If you follow me on Twitter, there's there's only so many characters you can use. A is away. H is home. F is favorite. D is dog. AF is away favorite. HD is a home dog. SU straight up. ATS against the spread. It seems simple if you know that if you've been gambling for a while. But again, this station's expanding as we grow, and there's so is sports betting across America, and it's all for the better. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend with Ralph and I here on Wager Talk. Stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up right now here on the Sports Radio. 